Welcome to Sky High Results Online, where I interview the best online marketers and uncover their top strategies to drive the growth of their business. I'm your host, Victoria Gibson, and I'm here to share the best advice for women entrepreneurs to boost their online marketing efforts and get results now. Now, here's your episode. Hello, it's Victoria Gibson from Sky High Results Online. And in today's episode, I'm talking to uh, Andrea Nakayama from ReplenishPDX.com and HolisticNutritionLabs.com. And we've been friends for a while. And Andrea's, um, I say Andrea, Andrea, you're going to have to forgive me because it's such an Aussie way to say it. <laughs> but I'll keep, I'll keep correcting myself. Um, Andrea's become a really big deal in the world of functional medicine. She was, um, an, as a nutritionist, um, she, she can help chronically ill people get better when no one else can. Her clinical skills have won her the attention of many world-renowned doctors who consult with her on their own difficult cases. But that's just her clinic, though. Where Andrea's garnering true acclaim is in her school for health practitioners, which is called the Holistic Nutrition Lab, where she has trained thousands of students in the science and art of functional nutrition so that they can duplicate her success with clients. So when a doctor wants to hire a functional nutritionist into their office, Andrea's the person they go to um, for access to her students more so than anything. So everything Andrea does is online and she's grown from teaching classes in her living room to delivering programs online to thousands of students around the globe every year, including a sizable contingent right here in Australia, which is always good. But I know you have global presence, Andrea, and I really want to welcome you to this episode of Sky High Results Online. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you, Victoria, and with your whole community. Yeah, well, thanks for being here. I loved um, when we met last year. And God, it was only last year. I feel like I've been friends with you for years. But um, it was only last year. I was so intrigued by not only your brilliance, um, and, you know, I'm not just saying that. I don't say that lightly, but just your whole story and how you – got to really sharing um, these amazing, I guess it's, it's, it's an amazing approach to health and wellness um, and it's much more than that as well. But can you give us a bit of an idea of, yeah, how, how this all came about and, and um, yeah, your story? I'd love, I'd love for the listeners to hear yeah. about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's interesting. I think many of us go into these businesses of helping people, whether we're coaching or working in health or whatever it is we're doing to help people because of our own challenges that we've experienced. And for me, in the realm of health, that happened when my husband was diagnosed with a brain tumor in April of 2000. And at the time he was diagnosed, I was just seven weeks pregnant with our first and only child. And at that time, I had a very uh, successful career in book publishing. I worked in San Francisco and in New York City, and I worked on very high-profile books like Al Gore's book and the Sex and the City books and Gap books and Harley Davidson books. I had a real production background, and that's what I was doing. I was working as a production director. But here I was faced with uh, the excitement of getting pregnant, but before we even told anybody that I was pregnant, we were announcing to people that Isamu, my husband, had a very aggressive brain tumor. So that period of time was like boot camp for me. He was given only 
six months to live, so it was boot camp in nutrition. I was learning everything I could that would help to sustain his life. And we did sustain his life. He lived two and a half years, and he died when our son Gilbert was um, 19 months old in July of 2002. Mm -hmm. So that's quite a while ago now and it of course took some time to get back on my feet and to think about my next steps but I realized that working with people at that crux of health health and life and death was really a passion for me and I put myself back through school while working and being a single mom and built this new career and ultimately this business for myself and the place that really excites me in working with people isn't necessarily that same place between life and death it's the place between life and not the life that you used to have mm -hmm. and so that's what I would term chronic illness where people are living in a sort of purgatory and, and they're stuck there because they just can't get better and as a functional medicine nutritionist, I see my job as empowering the patient to gain back some control over their life and be able to manage their life, their healthcare team, and live their dreams. And there's more and more people around the globe that are suffering like this. And I saw my husband suffer. I saw him not being seen as a real individual. And I want all of us that are patients to reclaim our health. Yeah, absolutely. So even obviously with Isamu having an aggressive brain tumor, like that, that's one, you know, more extreme case of, of where, you know, the work that you do can help people. But there's also a lot more kind of chronic everyday conditions that people may not even go to the doctor for, right, that they might just be feeling and we've talked about this with my own um, Hashimoto's, which is what we could, you've really helped me with as well um, with your course, which we'll talk about that too. But there's a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of these illnesses um, that people are probably less aware of that are impacting their daily health that, you know, are, are treatable in a totally different way. So do you want to go into a few yeah, of what those might be? Yeah, absolutely. So in functional medicine, there are things that we call modifiable lifestyle factors. And we have to modify our lifestyle in order to step into a place of wellness. But there are a lot of things that people are experiencing, like you're referring to, Victoria, that um, they might not think are related to anything larger. It could be sleep disturbances, bloating, irregular periods, uh, you know, weight gain. There's so many more people who say, I want to lose weight, but they don't realize that there's an underlying physiological imbalance that's contributing to their inability to lose weight. So what I really like people to understand is that there's a way that we can listen to those signs and symptoms and when something doesn't feel right we really need to raise our hand and reach out and get help that's how I diagnosed my own Hashimoto's because something didn't feel right in my body 
but nobody would diagnose it because I didn't appear as a common hypothyroid case. And so nobody was doing the right testing, but I knew something was wrong. It wasn't drastically wrong. I didn't experience the severe symptoms that a lot of people can with Hashimoto's, but I knew something wasn't right. We have brain fog, memory loss. There's so many things, breast tenderness, um, fatigue is huge. And these are signs and symptoms we want to pay attention to and encourage the people around us to pay attention to. Absolutely. And that even led you to creating an online program, The Girl's Guide to Hashimoto's. So it was that the first online program you created? Can you tell me a bit about where, you know, your studies led you, how you made that jump to training online and can you give me a bit more of a rundown on that? Yeah, Girls Guide to Hashimoto's was definitely not the first online program. In fact, I was just <laughs> talking with some of my team members about that today. Um, I started doing seasonal cleanses online mm -hmm. in keeping with the Chinese five elements. So mm -hmm. doing cleanses that were uh, geared towards certain body organ systems. Um, I did a whole course for children and health called Your Vibrant Child. I had little home study courses. There's one called Sweet Tooth, Bitter Truth, and Fat or Fiction. And all of those programs are still available today. I try to right. upgrade them and constantly uh, bring fresh blood to them. And later, I started to create, uh, to know my audience better and to create more targeted programs. Mm. So that came over time. When I first went online, it was to basically deliver the information that I found myself saying over and over and over again in my counseling practice that I could just package. And then it really grew into deeper, more specific topics. So I have the Girl's Guide to Hashimoto's, which is a signature eight-week program, very in-depth program about Hashimoto's. Uh, I have an estrogen dominance detox program mm -hmm. for people who are suffering with estrogen dominance. That's called EstroZen. Mm -hmm. And so many people suffer with I that. Know. I've, I've, I think I've got to get onto that. I've got to get onto that one too. <laughs> the Girl's Guide is, is awesome. I can totally recommend that one. I'm, I need to get onto um, EstroZen. That's my next one. <laughs> that one's a fun one. The food is so good on that program oh uh, and it's really a dietary program so yeah it, it I have a whole library of programs that has evolved as my understanding of my own expertise and my audience's needs and the niche I saw that I could fill that wasn't being met and that's also how the school was born other mm -hmm. practitioners were begging me to teach them what I was doing in practice. Right. So you started with the online programs and eBooks and then moved to the nutrition school where you're teaching practitioners how to um, weave in your approach and, and your findings into their day-to-day -day practice with their clients. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it came at the right time, you know, for all of us in business, whether it's health related or not, 
there's something so powerful about being in conversation with our audience. It, mm. it drives me so much to be in that dynamic relationship. And it doesn't mean I'm just doing what they say they want. It, what it means more for me is that as I'm teaching and as I'm out there doing what I do, I see and hear what questions come up. And it makes me realize almost what I do naturally that I may need to teach. It's like peeling off our skin when we've had our own successes in practice and being able to teach those things uh, to mm. others. Does that so, make sense? Yeah, so it's, it's almost like um, it's those it's all your genius that sits there that you take for granted that you think is so base base level, right? It's too basic to be talking about and you kind of naturally move to a higher level of discussion but you're thinking is that what you meant that you sometimes need to go exactly. back to those basics to really connect with your audience and I think that could be a really good learning for um, a lot of people in the health and wellness space as well taking for granted that people know what you know um, and then getting too advanced so that you can't connect with your audience because even you just um, listing uh you know, before when you were saying, oh, you know, people could be having this symptom and this symptom and not even realise that they're ill, like that's a real connection point because I know that when we discussed, um, uh, you know, my thyroid condition, not that I'm make it about me, but just an example where, um, you know, I really had no full understanding. I'd, I'd had it um, diagnosed and I'd done a bit of stuff with a functional um, nutrition expert but and I'd had the testing and everything and that was ahead of what most people probably would have even done but just then that ability to be able to talk to you and you say yeah you know did you know this and if you um this has an impact and these are the symptoms that it's like no I had no idea you know just taking because I was you know back at A and you were already at, at Z for you for, for you guys in the States so yeah bringing it back to make it really easy for me to understand oh wow okay this is a thing I'm not just crazy these symptoms are um you know, as something that we can we can look to treat and, and overcome, and even going to the doctor. Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. I was just going to say that it's ba it might be going back to the basics in the tactics, mm. but it's also going back to the basics of who we are. Mm. So what I found were that there were ways that I practiced that I would assume everybody does. Like right. everybody connects and works in empathy in this particular way because it's just what I do. So some of it are the tactics like, okay, back and look at the signs, symptoms and what I would do for those. But some of backing it up in our businesses is about just who we are, like mm -hmm. unpacking who we are that's enabled us to be successful and making that part of our brand yeah yeah absolutely and and so what what um how did you get seen and heard like what were the things that you did to really sort of create that movement around what you were doing and and gather an audience have you, have you got some tips for people in the same kind of industry what are some things that work well to really sort of build your audience and and get that traction yeah, I'm so glad you asked that, Victoria, because a lot of times I see people in my industry, you know, health coaches and health and wellness professionals dreaming about what could be and 
skipping over the step of building an audience that trusts you. And in order for people to buy from you and to buy health from you, they have to really trust you. So you have to become their resource. And you need to go really back to some of those principles that I know we all talk about, which is being consistent and being available. And what I did to begin with, just to share, is mm -hmm. before I even hung my shingle, I volunteered with a naturopathic oncologist. So she was, mm -hmm. she's a naturopathic doctor here in Portland, Oregon, where I live, who specializes in oncology. And she was teaching an eat to beat cancer class. And I came in and cooked all the food and talked about the food and how to prep it. During that time, I was putting myself back through school. I was learning all the science. And by the end of five, six years of us teaching that class together, I was co-teaching the class because I had so much to lend beyond the food preparation. Because you know me, I'm all about the science and the physiology <laughs> <Absolutely>. now. <laughs> yes. So, so that was a way of just putting myself out there. I had to get comfortable talking in front of people. I had to get comfortable just being like on, you know, on a kind of stage and with gaining people's trust and really seeing their faces, seeing what they responded to, recognizing that they responded to my story. It's what leveled the playing field because here were these women who were diagnosed with cancer, there I am in like, you know, cute boots and a skirt and they're thinking like, you don't know what I'm going through. And I would tell my story and we were, we were together. And so it was that process that made me recognize, wow, story is powerful and not, not putting my story aside and uh, in order to, con you know, using it to connect with people because everybody has a story. And now in my work, story is such a huge part of what I do because I recognize that. So that was the start. And then I hung my shingle and I taught classes, like you said, in my living room mm -hmm. for the parents in my son's class for mm -hmm. a donation. Mm -hmm. And I just kept doing it. I just kept putting myself out there and seeing what resonated for people, what didn't, and I wasn't scared. I'm, I, I'm kind of a bit dopey to fear, so I just... <laughs> you are anything but out. dopey in any possible <laughs> facet of life, my love. You are just... But you're also so determined to, um, to share this knowledge, and I'm so glad that you are because it's so, so important and not enough people are. So... Um, I'm, I, for one, I'm super grateful and it's not dopey at all. <laughs> well, I think, you know, a lot of times, and I'm sure you see this too in your, in your, with your clients, Victoria, people are scared that they don't know enough to start putting themselves out there. And in the health space, people are scared to practice. They think if they just get that one more degree or certification, mm. then they'll be ready to see people. But the way we gain the most knowledge is actually working with people. And yeah. I feel yeah. so fortunate. I've been able to work with thousands of people and I've learned 
so much from each and every one of them. No, that is such a great point. And I was actually just saying this to a client earlier today about, you know, so many people just stop and wait until they created the whole online program before they see if what, they, what they're thinking can really work and help people. So I think that's a, you're a great case study on how that, um, how just diving in how and helping people getting started can make a big difference. Yeah, you learn what you don't know when it comes up. You know, I, I didn't know about Hashimoto's when I started practicing and now I'm seen as a Hashimoto's expert and it's because of my own experience with Hashimoto's and helping person after person after person and not being afraid to dive in there with them and knowing every single person is different and that's the beauty of the functional medicine approach and my approach to nutrition is there are certain core principles but then there's going to be distinctions that are true for every person based on their physiology, their personality, their relationship to habits, their relationship to food and their history <laughs> there and all of that comes together for one person's story and my job is to sit back and connect with that individual and really the answers come from yeah. that interaction and understanding what that individual needs. Absolutely. So how do you stay dynamic in your messaging with your clients? And you've obviously got such a wealth of knowledge. You've got a lot of elements to your business, whether that be the client facing or the practitioner facing. How do you how do you stay across all that and keep you know, keep dynamic in your communications and keep that level of connection up given you have such a big following now? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's everything. It's so much fun to me to stay in a dynamic relationship because I see what the needs are. So I also stay very connected with my field. So really paying attention to what's going on in my space. So I'm aware of what books come out, when there are certain lectures, I'm attending conferences. So I'm making sure that I'm in a relevant conversation and I'm at the cutting edge. So if something's being spoken about, I make sure I'm bringing that information back, putting it through my filters and sharing it with my audience. And also, I'm in a constant conversation with my own students and with my own audience in general. So uh, we have very active message boards and we, uh, I have a very active support team. So we're always capturing what people are saying and sharing it with each other on the team. And in my live Q&A calls with my students, I'm really listening to them. I'm hearing their needs and I'm hearing what they're not getting and I'm then evolving or responding to that constantly. So I, it's like I'm in a romance with <laughs> my audience. No, I'm Beautiful. really paying attention. And it's super fun that way because then it is dynamic. It's not just where do I get up from. It's fed to me through everything I'm paying attention to. And I'm paying attention to what interests me. So... Mm. So you're you know, staying in, 
you know, you're staying excited and passionate about the topic. It's not like, oh, God, if one more person oh. asks me about Hashimoto's, I'm going to just <laughs> lose it. it. It still feels relevant because the, the landscape's constantly changing and more and more people are getting aware of all the elements that you teach. It must be nice, though, now to see it does seem like more and more people know and accept this area of health and wellness. Yes, more people do understand that food matters. And, you know, I just today actually gave two presentations at the Portland uh, headquarters for Airbnb. Mm. And uh, they brought me in to offer one of my online programs as part of their wellness program. Oh, and um, I know it's really fun, but to be honest, they're not my audience. Because <laughs> no. They don't know what functional medicine is. They're relatively healthy. I did a survey so I could get a feel, and there were like about half the people who completed the survey have Hashimoto's, MS, Crohn's disease, mm. interstitial cystitis, celiac, but they're not living the life that I'm used to seeing in our practice. So mm. we tend to see uh, what we call the big bigs people with big health issues who have already made a lot of big changes. So I tend to have a very up-leveled conversation, as you know. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> people are in there. So the people who are attracted to the work that we do tend to be at a different level of conversation. They're not just trying to lose weight or get healthy. It's, it's, it's not quite a health coaching conversation. It is deep nutritional counseling. Um, but it was really exciting to me to go talk to Airbnb and to, to tell people about this realm of functional nutrition that they don't know about and to help them see even for more energy and better endurance through the day, which is what the top three requests were, increased energy, enhanced performance, and weight loss. Wow. Those were the top three they're, requests. They're um, probably the top um, sort of messaging uh, platforms for online marketing too in that area, I would suggest as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So that's yes. perfect. Energy performance and weight loss yeah true um so yeah I think there is it is fun to get the message out there absolutely and do you find also like how have you found you you um are there some tips that you have or things that have helped you make your messaging become more clear like have you made the mistake of perhaps going too technical sometimes and people don't understand or um or you go too broad and then it doesn't really hit home or you know tell me a little bit about that how do you get that sweet spot with your messaging oh I love that question yeah. yeah so uh I'm a writer at heart and when I worked in book publishing even though I was a production director my plan when I started a family was to leave to write mm. um and I was already starting to publish. So I have uh, also a love affair with language and with writing. So for me, writing my newsletters, my blog, writing my course material, it really was a lot about developing my voice. And I, I'm going to talk into that a little bit. And I understand that Please not start. everybody loves Please. writing mm -hmm. if that's online. What I've noticed is that if anybody else tries to write for me, even if it's 
you know, my sales pages, it doesn't work because people are responding to certain aspects of my voice. So I'm able to talk technical, I'm able to make a connection, there's a warmth, there's a girlfriend humor, um, you know, I'm sort of like your geeky girlfriend and <laughs> I want people to <laughs> feel like they can sit at the table with me and that they're welcome there. So I have found there as I've grown and I can't do all of my writing all the time that there are aspects that other people can do but ultimately the writing needs me. We call it, uh, you know, they call it Andrea's magic sprinkles. Mm. So let's say for example I need an email to go out about turmeric and the anti-inflammatory properties of turmeric. I have somebody on my team who can do the research and get the writing in as much as close as she feels like it's to my voice. And then I do the intro and I edit the entire thing so that I can, it's still in my voice and has that flavor. I also have a copywriter that works with me that will do the sales pages with me and she'll interview me first to make sure we understand the audience, what's my outcome and vision. We nail all that. She'll take a first pass. We might go back and forth. Ultimately, I'm doing the final pass on anything written. So for me, somebody who loves writing, that is a huge part of my messaging. And again, it lands in that dynamic place where people respond to it. What people were telling me early on is I wait to get your newsletter every week and I save it and on Saturday mornings I get in bed with my coffee or my tea and I read it and I love it. And so that was encouraging and I just kept at it and consistency was also key. So I don't miss a weekly newsletter and we have weekly to our client facing audience and weekly to our practitioner facing audience mm -hmm. and um, I'm very committed to the consistency of delivering good content in that weekly um, even if I'm selling something I'm always giving something with mm -hmm. the sale so mm -hmm. very content driven yeah. now I know people yeah. don't love Writing. Not everybody loves mm. writing. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a common complaint. A common complaint. <laughs> so what do you love? You know, I don't necessarily love on being on video. I, mm. I really love audio. I'm a radio person. Mm -hmm. Like I I'm a podcast junkie. So I'm always happy to to um do audio and write. But for somebody who has a lot of fun being on video, just listen to what it is that you love to do and how you love to communicate and follow that lead. So mm. when I told that story, what I'm following is that I love to write. And so that landed the pin, as we like to say, for my audience. But each of us has to find what we, how we love to communicate and capitalize on that because that's when it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. So what's, obviously you've built such a, you know, amazingly successful business and 
um, you know, impacted thousands of people across the world. What's next for Andrea Nakayama? Ooh, I, I, there's so much I'm so <laughs> excited about. So <laughs> talking about a podcast, um, I have a podcast in the works that Good. is practitioner facing. There will be one later that is, you know, everybody facing, right. but this okay. practitioner facing okay. one is one I'm super excited about. Um, I have a global, like an umbrella program that I'm creating that mixes my practitioner and my client facing materials. So being able to license some of those programs that I've built mm. to the practitioner, but awesome. probably top of the list is uh, I'm working on a book and Ooh. I'm very excited about that. That is ex that is exciting. So that will that will be everyone facing, not a practitioner facing yes. book. That's a everyone exactly. facing. Excellent. Yes. Do we know when that might be slated for release so we can look out for that? We're looking at January 2018 is, okay. is, the, is the current projected date um, and I just I feel really excited and passionate about what uh, what that book will help people realize and it is for the big bigs it's for the people who um, are trying and not getting better and that's yeah. a growing population of people and I put a paradigm shift on how we then approach thinking into our health. Mm, beautiful. So with just on that book book piece, because I know a lot of people would be interested in that too, was that an easy process to sort of get that deal given that you had connections in publishing or was that something you were approached about or, you know, have you got any advice for people who, you know, perhaps are feeling like they have that book in them? what the next steps for them would be like what's the, what's the best path yeah i mean knock on wood it mm. wasn't through my publishing mm. connections i didn't but think it would i be. had patients <laughs> well i i'm sure it'll help eventually mm. the publishing connections but um the i had agents reaching out to me mm. because i had been so consistent with mm. my online writing so one thing i want to say to all the experts that are listening to us is I've had people say to me I want to write a book and what I will say to them is are you writing and they say no and yeah. so if you want to write a book you gotta write so <laughs> the, even though my writing for the book isn't coming directly from content I've already written I write every single day in some form or fashion mm -hmm. and that helps me to refine my ideas so that they're book worthy. The publishers want something unique. They want something different and mm -hmm. they want to be able to sell you. And so um, right now I feel like I'm working for my agent. I mm -hmm. want her to go in there and have publishers fighting for yeah. this book. And so I'm not, I'm thinking about her process. So, you know, in, I was lucky that because I had been so consistent with my online presence that agents were contacting me. I have enough connections in publishing that I was able to then go, do you know this person? Should I answer this call? And the yes. one agent came through that my friends were like, uh, yeah, pick up that call. <laughs> and, um, Great. It's taken a long time. She was pursuing me 
three years ago and I wasn't ready. In mm. fact, Victoria, I created the Girl's Guide to Hashimoto's thinking it was the pilot program for the book. And right. ultimately, it's not. The book isn't about Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. But I was pushing back. I wasn't ready for the book, even though she was ready for me. Mm. And then I knew it was right. I knew the time was right, that my message was clear enough. It was distinct enough. It was unique enough. Mm. And that's when I felt like, yeah, I'm in. And it's hard work. Oh, I bet. I, I, you amaze me with everything you've got going on to be writing a book and that book is, I know will be epic and I know it will be a resource that so many people are going to turn to and I cannot wait for it to come out as well. In the meantime, I shall keep on devouring your beautiful resources and um, counting you as a fabulous friend of mine and I'm so happy that you are because what you do in the world is amazing and it helps so many people and you're such an inspiration. So I don't say that lightly because I really, really <laughs> believe it. And I'm so happy that you came on the call today and came on the podcast and um, uh, my listeners will get to experience your magic as well. Where can other, where can we find out more about you? Can you just give us a quick rundown of where we, where we can dive in deeper and get your beautiful, consistent writing and and resources. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for for inviting me here, Victoria. I just I really just want to reflect to you how much I adore you. I love your energy. I love your messaging. I've had so much fun with you, and I just want to appreciate you for a moment and uh, celebrate you and also just share my gratitude for being here with you and your community again. So to learn more about uh, me and my work, you are welcome to visit me at replenishpdx.com and that PDX uh, dates me in terms of the fact that it stands for Portland. In uh -huh. Portland, we call ourselves PDX. Oh, is that where I, I was always wondering know. where it came from. <laughs> yeah, where, what is that? Yeah. yeah I know. Um, so I kept it now. It's hard to move away from, but I didn't think I'd have a – I wasn't thinking globally. I was thinking locally. <laughs> so replenishpdx.com. And then uh, on the practitioner side, if anybody is listening and you are a health or wellness practitioner, please visit me at holistic nutritionlab.com and there are free gifts for you in either of those places and as I said I love to share great resources and information with you so once you're on my mailing list I promise you will be satisfied and not be disappointed with what you're learning. No absolutely and it's just going to open your eyes I have so many um, entrepreneurial clients obviously or women that I know who are um, you know, suffering from particularly the, the symptoms of fatigue, burnout. Um, as we all know, this this game is, yeah, it's, it's not a game, but, you know, you, running a business is hard oh, yeah. work and it's easy to put your health um, in the back seat uh, as you're striving to, you know, make your business work. And I know I was definitely guilty of that. And the recovery is, is a long process. So the awareness is yeah. that first step of uncovering, oh, this, this might be, the reason why I'm feeling this way but the recovery once you've got there is so much harder to get back even when you are aware and you have all the tools at your disposal but I recommend um, if there are particularly entrepreneurial women who are feeling the effects of the burnout you've got that weight gain that you can't shift 
particularly you just waking up exhausted no matter what, um, then Girl's Guide to Hashimoto Hashimoto's is released a few times a year so get on the list for that because it's a really great way to school yourself in what's going on get the tests you want I mean even the other day I went to a doctor and they were still trying to fight with me about certain thyroid tests and and what that meant and it it, your general practitioner or your family doctor is probably not the best resource to get yourself sorted so um yeah, Andrea's got some beautiful resources, so I, I thoroughly recommend them. And thanks for coming on the podcast today, and I can't wait to catch up with you again very soon. Yeah, thank you. One quick other resource oh, yes, love. since you're talking about Hashimoto's. Yes. So I have a mini course on Hashimoto's that um, oh, that's ed- you can get your hands on at any time. It's an ebook and audios that work like podcasts, eight of them, and that you can find at replenishpdx.com forward slash Hashi Companion. So the Hashi Companion is a nice little package that uh, Ah. is really gives you all the training you need right there in a very digestible way. And that's free. So fantastic. I'll put that in the show notes. No, that one's not free. That one's not free, but it's a little one that's available all the time. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. $57? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. $57 US dollars. So yeah digestible i'll put that yeah that's just that's nothing compared to you know for the cost of your health so i'll put that in the show notes for everyone as well so they can just click on through um to that that will be a great start i would totally recommend anyone getting started on that asap so beautiful all right my love well let's talk soon and um thanks for sharing your beautiful wisdom today to everyone on sky high results yes thank you so much thank you I'm dedicated to bring the best marketers to you right here on Sky High Results Online. If you're a woman looking to rapidly grow your business with powerful online marketing campaigns and the support of a brilliant group of like-minded entrepreneurial women, head on over to victoriagibson.com.